Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 10 of the Shameless Plug Podcast. I'm Lick My Sock 117, and I'm joined once again this week by TMT Coco. How's it going, Coco? Well, I'd like to start off by saying good call on actually checking what episode number this was. Totally forgot to do that. Episode 10, though, we're, that's big. Double we're digits. Huge. We're an established we podcast. Yet. That's true. Well, if anyone actually started watching, then we, we probably would. But we haven't got there yet, so we're fine. We don't have to worry about it. True, we're at double digits, and we're never at double digit likes, which is disappointing. So a quick reminder. Like don't be afraid you to tell your friends. Every time. Like if this video makes you feel bad for us, or if you actually genuinely enjoyed it. Uh, don't be afraid to click subscribe, tell your friends, use your alternate YouTube account. Anything helps out the channel a whole bunch. Also, if you've taken a breath in the last 30 seconds to a minute, I think you owe it to us. But not really. We're not we're not scumbags, I swear. Show show a little class. Hit that subscribe button. Okay, well I think that, that's that, enough that's plugging. A, that's a bold yeah. Let's <laughs> now that the shameless plug podcast it's done it's kind of shameful right. plugging. Yeah, what, so what? A, a full minute intro of begging for our lives. Yeah. Um yeah. Wait till you come back next week. <laughs> Turn it up a notch. How was your week? How 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 the heck are you? Well, not bad. I uh kind of turned to the world of e uh e transport got myself a fancy new logitech wheel been going with that it's changed my life nothing will ever be the same i'm a new man logitech uh racing wheel oh it's a multi-purpose wheel you don't have multi-purpose wheel tell me will you give us a rundown of the of the multiple purposes purpose i well piece Racing assumes that you're going fast and exclusively going fast. I, however, suck at racing games, to be perfectly transparent here, so I don't go very fast. I've actually used it more for American Truck Simulator, which is exactly what it sounds like, but also fun for some strange reason. It's one of those many games that I've played where it's like, yeah, this seems excruciatingly boring, and then I start playing it, and it's like, just one more drive. Just one more delivery. It, it it hooks you, and you can't stop. So you got the wheel part to make up for, like, the truck simulator part. What are you doing to make up for the lack of American simulation? Uh, I have a pair of aviators. And, uh, I feel like I put you on the spot there. <laughs> I have an AR-15 on back order. Damn. Yeah. So. I wouldn't even know how much an AR-15 costs. We were just talking about this before I... Canada is just different. It just hits different. It's like it's like eating sweet potato fries as opposed to regular fries. Like it's just not the same. Which one are we the regular or the sweet potato? <laughs> I'll let you determine that. Hopefully regular. Have, I don't think we're sociopaths. Do you find like when you have sweet potato fries you, you need like that Chipotle meal? Like is that an essential I'll be honest with it you. always comes with it. I don't I don't eat them. I just don't. I look at them and I'm like, I'm better than this. And I don't eat them. You don't eat. Wait, you don't eat what? Sweet potato fries. No, see, that's actually you're lying. Why lie? No, like, what, I'm this, not, this isn't live. They're orange. This like. Okay, they're little Trump fries. Yeah, orange fry bad. <laughs> that's what the internet told me. <laughs> what do you think it is? Like a fake tan? Like the the fries are real. Uh, <laughs> like, it's know. a real tan. That seems well. It's pretty, not like uh, I guess it's not a tan. It's like a. That <laughs> seems pretty GMO to me. <laughs> Wow. Okay. So you're into you're into straight cut, you know, white potatoes. 
Okay, I feel like there's a. <laughs> I feel like I'm walking on broken glass here. Um, <laughs> I like I, I like French fries. Yes, I like potato in whatever <laughs> form it comes in. To be honest with you, I'll take anything. But I find if it is a sweet potato fry, it must have Chipotle mayo. I don't know. That's just me. I don't know. Maybe somebody else feels different. Like I would never put like ketchup on sweet potato fries. That just seems. Like, that's yeah. like not calling a hot dog a sandwich. Like you know, like I mean, I just... I, I've never, I, I haven't degraded myself to the point where I'm eating lesser French fries. So, so you, you believe in the existence of the crinkle fry, yet you won't even have a sweet potato fry. What about sweet potato, like whole, like those baked? No, why? <laughs> just just why? why? Just eat a regular <laughs> potato. There's no shortage of them. <laughs> like this isn't the potato famine of Ukraine and. In the thirties, like, like <laughs> even if the potato goes bad, you throw it on the ground, you get a potato next year. Like they're not hard to come by. Well, like an apple out <laughs> of the ground. Oh, I feel like an apple is a bit more of a you're really committing to it. You, that's a whole tree you gotta deal with. Potatoes don't okay, grow so on you, trees. Okay, so you have your, your straight cut white potato fry. Yep. Are you just eating that? Like like just a little bit of S and P and you're good to go, or ketchup or like what's Wait. the What's the go-to condiment for a for a fry for you? If it's a McDonald's French fry, nothing. I, I used to go with ketchup back when that was allowed, but now that's kind of illegal. You can't have that Wait, at what? McDonald's. Did I miss that? I didn't know. They'd execute you if you if you ask for like an open, like the little cups of ketchup. They don't. That ain't allowed. It anymore. used to be so much fun though, dunking your fry in the ketchup. Yeah, now it'd be a public execution if you did that. Is that a COVID thing or is that just like no? Yeah. Yeah, no, there wasn't like a social uprising. There wasn't a okay, Twitter movement where people were like, "We need to stop this madness." It wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> no, I'm, I mean, I'm sure there's one somewhere. I could, I could probably find one if I dug hard enough and went to the, the dark corners of the internet. But man, that's so unfortunate. I haven't actually like been inside of McDonald's, except for maybe when you and I went, uh, like six months ago. Yeah, that was still. I think that was the only stuff one. Was real bad. Yeah, like you couldn't eat but, in like, there or anything back then. Didn't we? Oh, no, we didn't. We ate no. the car. Yeah. Not yeah, as a, anyway. just as a couple friends, to clarify, just a couple couple homies going to McDonald's. It wasn't a date or anything. Just saying. That, uh, okay. I, I did not. All right. Just to clarify, um, setting boundaries. <laughs> it's a shame, though, later. that they got rid of the, the ketchup cup. Because, like, it was only a couple years ago when I discovered you could, like, unfold it. Like, you, you stretch it out, right? It becomes, like, a flat surface. Why, though? You, you didn't know that? Oh, it came, it comes, like, flat. And it's, like, easy to, like, to dip the fries. Or some people, like me, absolute mad lad, dip the burger into the pile of ketchup. Like, just a touch. It already just has ketchup on it. I know, but, like, I'm a real saucy guy, you see? And so, like, I would dip the burger into the little pool of ketchup. I double dip it too. Like I'm not afraid of that. That cup's not for anybody else. It's just for me. I mean, that's fine. If it was a shared cup, then you'd be on a list by now. But that's right. I would never. I wouldn't even dream of being a double dipper. Like just dip it and end it. If you're sharing a bowl. Yeah, my Damn. solution is just get my own bowl. Like I'll double dip, but I ain't sharing and double dipping. Well, especially you, you if just... it's on like your side of the counter, right? Like. It's just like the refills. Like, if it's on your side of the counter, that's free refill. Like, there's no debate there, right? Yeah, I mean, 
It's not like you're like paying for the ketchup cup, anyways. <laughs> now, this is back in the day when we had plastic straws and you weren't worried about your straw giving out. But if I still had a cup and I was walking out of the place, <laughs> I'm going to top up that drink on the way out. I don't know why they weren't just like, hey, why don't we just get rid of straws and just have lids where you drink <laughs> the cup like every other thing anywhere. <laughs> like straws are pretty much only in fast food places like McDonald's, Burger King, Wendy's, like that. It, it just becomes yeah. like a stereotype. A, stereotype, a stereotype. Alright. <laughs> but like, wait, wait. I think the like so you're saying the straw is a crutch. Well, it's not necessary. Like do you like I just when I have a cup, I don't instinctively think that needs a straw in it. You know? Like I don't drink my milk. What if the cup had a lid on it? Have you ever drank your milk out of a straw? Like came as like a carton? Well, yeah, yeah, but yeah, that's a carton, it hit different, don't it? It it hits different. I I'm totally behind the straw folk on this one. I mean, I don't think it's necessary, and I'm just surprised that they weren't like, "Hey, we can save money if we just don't have straws," and just cut a hole in the lid. Well, I don't think <laughs> I don't think it was about money. I think it was about the environmental people. Yeah, but it was probably also about money a little bit, a little bit. It's always about money. Anyway, myself, I did a did a little Marine course this week. Still doing it. One more day to go. It's called Marine Emer- Emergency Duty. Refresher. <laughs> you said and duty. You have to do it. Oh, I did say duty. Got him. It's basically firefighting and lifeboat stuff. So basically, if everything goes to hell on the boat, on paper, you know what you're doing. But in real life, you don't. See, that kind of seems like kiss, kiss someone else's issue. To me, what is like like saving my fire? life? Someone else should be doing that. Oh well, yeah, out there it's really up to you, and your shipmates. Anyway, that's what I've been at. It's been uh, it's been pretty cool. Another day of that, and then uh, waiting for another call to go back on a boat. Really, been telling you to point at the base of the flame. Don't touch two separate live wires, stuff like that. Well, with COVID still a full swing over here, like the. The special requirements are, are honestly kind of ridiculous. Like, we can't sit more than six feet apart or, like, less than six feet apart in each other in a classroom, right? And get a mask up and everything like that. Right. But then it's okay to shove us all into, like, a lifeboat <laughs> shoulder to shoulder. No mask on, life jacket on. You know what I mean? Like, it's, just, well, it's, it's a so life washy Nothing bad can happen in a lifeboat. It's not a death boat. <sighs> I just like to say that I'm a survivor. No. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell my oh, children. It's crazy. It's crazy though. Like, you know, knock on wood, you know, I'm knocking on my desk here. I haven't had COVID once, you know, since it started. Like I started trapped over in Europe, like over in Italy and crap when it was first getting bad. So anyway, it's still dodging it so far. You you haven't gotten it either, I don't think. Have you? No. No. Yeah, and at some, least you don't know anyway. Some poor scumbags have had it like through I don't know why I called them scumbags. <laughs> <laughs> If you if you got bad RNG and you got COVID from the You're McDonald's drive-through tap machine with your credit card, you are an absolute. Scum. <laughs> Honestly, what's wrong? TMT with you? GoGo twenty twenty two. Yeah, that's me. I said that. I can't wait for this to come up ten years from now. But yeah, no, yeah, uh, yeah. Some poor people have had it like three times now. Actually, my neighbors have it, so that's pretty cool. Oh, right on. Did they like come right up to you and were like, hey? Just letting you know I have cold. Yeah, they shook my hand and like, yeah, this is probably the last time you're going to see me. I, I have the Rona. 
Yeah, it's getting bad though. It's getting bad again. Like they're not really talking about it as much because everything else going on in the world. But yeah, COVID's not gone yet. Hopefully, it's gone by. I want to say summer, but it's not going to be this summer. No, no. I just treat it like the flu now, except more likely to die. I guess. Like I don't. I don't yeah. expect there to be a set time where it's like, yes, we've done it. COVID is no more. We've beat it. I guess the unfortunate part is for me now is that it's being used as like an excuse, like whether it's like movie productions, game production, just anything else, or like even just like outings with your friends and family. Like there's some people that are over it, like you, you know, that just like comic hold, like everybody's going to get it. Let's get over it, move on as a society, right? But then you have other people that are just totally, ah, oh, you know, it's, it's if you have COVID, you have AIDS, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's I mean, just no. two total extremes. Oh, no. <laughs> that's like the opposite end of the spectrum i mean there's anyway. ways for that to happen i guess <laughs> like, yeah all right i mean what's what's the bet like okay let's spin this around on the pause what's the best thing to come out of this whole covid situation the past like two and a half years now um the acceptance of working from home because mm. i had to fight for that <laughs> and i got like Put in the corner and timed out for working from home. Yeah, that's not bad. I think the best thing for me is contact delivery for your food. Contactless. <laughs> I love it when food. they touch my food. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I'm yeah. so glad they never did that before. Like the first time, it was just about two years ago, and it was like, leave special instructions for your driver. I was like, where was this feature? Forever ago. Just leave it on my trash can and get in your car and leave, and then I'll come outside and... Just the least amount of social interaction as possible. Oh, yeah! You just want like yeah. a black box that you open, and the food is there, and then yeah, that's right. It's got to be like you know, I don't want to see you. I understand. I'm like I don't need you to look at me in my underwear answering the door. And I know I'm a scumbag. <laughs> <laughs> no, scumbags um, are the people that got COVID. <laughs> right? Yeah. The scumbag probably has COVID delivering the food in my door. I don't want them near me. I mean, Do you remember how it started, though? Like, where, like, people were, like, spraying down their packages and stuff like that? Like, how crazy it was? Yeah. And it made not much of a really discernible difference doing that, probably. Like, going that... No. That second extra mile. But What's... Aside from the death and the destruction and the disorder and the lockdowns, what do you think the worst part of COVID is? Um, I got one for you. So Zoom meeting, grocery store. <laughs> oh yeah, Zoom meetings are yeah okay. Zoom meetings. I mean, I suppose if you're young and you're up on technology and you had the rig all set up, Zoom Zoom really isn't too bad. I wish I had Zoom stock in 2019. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, use a lot of Teams. Like, yeah, True. that that part kind of kind of sucked for sure. Just the expectation that you're always available now. Mm. Yeah, that's true. It was true, like, actually. oh, you're out of the office. Okay, I'll I'll catch you like tomorrow. Now it's like, oh yeah, I know you technically finished two hours ago, but I know you're still at your desk. Yeah, that's right. I see your little green bubble. It's active. Don't don't mess with me. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, for me, I think it'd have to be grocery shopping. Wearing the wearing the mask, and not it's not wearing the mask specifically, but it's I'm grocery shopping, and I'm. I'm looking at my tomatoes and I'm like getting three individual tomatoes and I got to get the little little plastic cellophane bag, right? So I rip it off the roll. And I always like I was always a 
like blowing in like blow air into the, like towards the bag to get like the little flaps to separate because <laughs> like I, I and then i would then my go-to after that if that didn't work would be to lick my finger and then i just put my hand up to my face and hit my mask like a moron and so like trying to get like the plastic bag apart to put vegetables inside the grocery bag yeah if you did that now you'd be football <laughs> tackled by an 80 year old walmart <laughs> lady 100 uh, percent they kick you out yeah, of the store go- COVID sucks, and like I guess like swinging this thing full circle back to like game development and whatnot. That's that's what this episode. We're really getting into the meat of it here now. We had a few episodes where we didn't really talk too much about video games, but that's our my true passion anyway. I can't speak for both of us, but uh, I have no true passion. I'm dead. Inside. No, that's right. I mean, your true passion now is eating trucking. <laughs> well, yeah, that too. American yeah, no, that's a better one. I'll cut my answer. the American part of a simulation. Yep. I'm just trying to get my visa, my green card. Anyway, there were some new uh, VR announcements out from Meta the other day. And if you don't know what Meta is, it used to be, well, it is what Facebook is now. It used to be called Facebook, but uh, if you call it like that, you're actually politically incorrect. Um, Yikes. Yeah. In 2022. <laughs> so, <laughs> who could imagine? Just call it Oculus, though. They bought Oculus. It's Oculus. They bought Oculus. It's an Oculus. Anyway, quest. Meta. Is is Meta more cringe to say than Facebook? I hundred percent. So. Yes. Yeah. Their whole the whole identity of the company is like the metaverse. We're so meta. We're so aware. It's like, are you aware that you sound like idiots when you call yourself that? Yeah. They're really zucking it up there. <laughs> He's the only thing that makes me like have just that like zero point zero one percent chance that the the world is really ruled by lizard people because he's got to like he's not human. Talking about Zuckerberg, like he, right? No, who did you? I th- didn't know those are dead of. eyes. There, like, <laughs> there's something behind that, and it's it's not a human brain. And, and yet, for some reason, like Zuckerberg is like up there in my brain, and like the category of people like Elon Musk. For some reason, well, he's Even rich. He hasn't invented anything. I think he's just because he has money. You know what I mean? Like it's just that elite. Like, can't yeah, touch me. they're just disgustingly rich. I'm basically diplomatic immunity because I have so much money. Anyway, so Meta brought out a list of games here that they're launching on the Oculus. Now, there's miscellaneous release dates. A lot of bad titles, in my opinion. Like, you got NFL, VR, or some of the other ones. It could be uh, interesting. Like, the the NFL ah. one. Sports VR games, if they got them right, I feel like they'd be pretty cool. But they're probably never going to get them right. Like, to to me, VR needs to be as close to a real world experience as possible. But it feels like a lot of VR games, even ones that they announced here, like they just don't feel immersive at all. You're either like teleporting or you're not moving or like it's just weird non-realistic puzzle games and stuff like that. There's two games that really stand out to me among the list. And if, if you don't know the list we're talking about, feel free to look it up. It's just uh, like the MetaQuest games that were announced. Yeah, I don't know uh, what the actual April event was called. 20th. Yeah, I don't like it was like there's no E3 this year. So we're going to see a bunch of little releases like just on individual companies. Yeah. One that stands out to me the most is Among Us VR. Now, I've seen clips yeah. of this beforehand. But this honestly looks amazing. And I think. I, just like the original Among Us, I think it's going to work the best with voice chat. Because, like, I don't know how you're going to type 
messages. Well, yeah, they'd have to change the communication for sure. Like, and like, I wonder if it's like, stuff. like, remember we tried out the mod where it's like the proximity chat. Like, I think that would work well for it. Yeah, you you would definitely need something at the very least for the meetings, but probably also while you're doing things. Like, I can imagine just the first week. Just being like, hey, can someone tell me how to do this? <laughs> like translating yeah, that's from right. just clicking on stuff to actually doing stuff by hand. I think it'll make it more interesting for sure. Like if I actually have to grab things and like reconnect wires and stuff, I think it'll be cool. And I know it'll be a change for the task thing for sure. But do you think it'll really change the game enough to like bring enough people back? I think it'll be a, a horror game now. Imagine you look over, like you turn around and there's just someone there. <laughs> Or you, you right. get that feeling that someone's chasing you and you're in VR and you look over your shoulder and they're right there. Like, I think it'll... I don't want to say, like, it'll be more adrenaline pumping because that makes me sound like a 12-year-old that hasn't, like, been in a car that's gone more than 20 kilometers an hour. But, <laughs> like, I think it'll definitely make it more engaging as long as the controls are right. If it's, like... I hate the ones where it's like, yeah, if you turn it, it makes your screen black for a second and then you turn 90 degrees and you can see again, stuff like that. Mm, yeah. But I would imagine it's, all yeah, I just, I don't know. It'll be fun for me. Like I'll definitely give it a go. I just wonder like, people, again, what though. the longevity would be. You yeah. Know what I mean, like, cause there's going to be a lot smaller player base. I, I would say. Oh, for sure. Like, I wonder if uh, it'll almost be, I don't think it'll be free to play. What was the original Among Us? Like $4. No, it was free to play on uh, mobile. And then on Steam, it was like, it was less than $5 when it first came out. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like like I said, it'll just, it'll be more entertaining. It'll be a different like flavor of the same game. But again, like it's going to get boring. I think if it's like, and this is kind of leading me into the next topic. I don't know if you have anything more to say about these VR games. Well, um, I mean, Ghostbusters looks cool. It looks cool, but it, it again, it has the same problem as what I'm finding many, many games have. And it's probably just me when we dive into it. But I don't know. What are your thoughts on Ghostbusters? I mean, it's another one of the things where I just wish they made it look realistic instead of like the weird kind of cartoony animation they have that makes it look like claymation almost I don't like that at all and the most people probably haven't seen the clip but in in the like teaser trailer which is only like a minute long one it shows that you're not actually playing as the original Ghostbusters or any of the known Ghostbusters from the movies it's just random people I think but one of them is in like a Fortnite onesie. So I'm going to guess that it has like customizable cosmetic stuff and it's just going to look so stupid. I'm not going to feel like I'm playing Ghostbusters. But I do look, well, it's hard to say because it's another one of those things where it's not actual in-game footage. It's just like generated in-engine so it could be totally different than what the gameplay is like, but... It reminds me of Phasmophobia VR, except the ghosts actually do things in this. Like, you see the ghosts throwing stuff, there's lights flashing, and, like, 
it, it it's what I expected from Phasmophobia before I started playing it. Instead of just like, oh, in the past five minutes, one plate has fallen on the ground, and we haven't seen it. Like, it, it looks like they did the ghosts fairly well, and you actually like you have your your proton packs or photon or whatever it was. And it looks like you do all the things that Ghostbusters actually did, so I think that'd be cool. Like, it's another one that I'd probably try, as long as it wasn't like a $80 full-price game. But I just wish the art style, like, they made it look fairly realistic, and it was the actual people, even if it was different voice actors. Just make it look like Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd and the others. Do you find that, uh, like, a... A game's art style can be a big like turnoff for you in returns in yeah. terms of like trying out a new game. Like it's a huge like that's a game changer. Yeah. Pardon the pun. Yeah, I don't like it. Like some games, like if you look at the game awards, even I'll look and I'll be like, oh, this one game of the year, but I don't like how it looks, so I'm not gonna play it. Like it needs to look right to me, or else I won't play it. Some stuff works. Like, some stuff doesn't need to look hyper-realistic or anything, but if the art style doesn't fit the game in, like, what I think the game should look like, it just puts me off playing the game totally. No, that's interesting. I, you know, at a glance, I wouldn't think I'm the same way, but, you know, the more I think about it, it, it is true. Unless I see... I always start with gameplay and, you know, what is gameplay, you know what I mean? But like, yeah. you know, like, what do you do in the game? What are my objectives? What are the dangers? How can I do it with my friends? What it, like do I feel accomplished at the end of it? Is it repetitive? Those are all things I take ahead of, of the looks. And then, but it's, it's hard to do that by trailers these days. Like trailers are so deceiving. Like to get an actual gameplay trailer a year ahead of a game's release is almost unheard of nowadays, right? Like you'll get the odd one and then it'll get super praised showing like actual gameplay but then the game will launch and it won't be anything like that like it's just so well they're deceiving and money tactics they're always so rushed that's usually like they make the engine and then they make the game trailer and then they have to try and make the gameplay match the trailer because they haven't even started on it at that point yeah that's right so like I, i go for fun more above any kind of looks or aesthetic obviously the aesthetic is a big deal but like it it can only add to an experience there's no game that I would get so far into the fact that I would buy it and then probably a couple hours in, like, ah, you know what? The aesthetic just doesn't really, you know, like we've been playing Sea of Thieves for years, right? I've gotten over that. We always wanted that to look like a more realistic pirate game. I still think it, it would be better if it, if they had, a, like, from the start, made it look not, like, photorealistic where I can count the pores on someone for, someone's forehead, but just not as cartoony looking but it it works for what it is like it it works because it's not a super serious game like if it, if it was a really gritty pirate game where you know you got people dying of scurvy and like yes just shrapnel damage in you and stuff like that and like just more would you want something like that kind of like, every time I think of pirates, I think of Black Flag. Like, that did pirates so well. But, like... It did. Black Flag aesthetic and stuff. 
with Sea of Thieves kind of gameplay, I think would be really cool. Oh, yeah, that's right. But Sea of no, Thieves I, water I, <laughs> still. It, right. The water is the best looking water to date. Yeah, which makes no I sense because like, everything's seen. cartoony and then the water looks more realistic than any game I've ever seen in my life. Like, what engine are they're on their own engine for that, aren't they? Um, I don't know the name of the engine. Like, it's not like Unreal Four or Frostbite no, or something else. It's something weird. Mm, I know they prototyped it in Unity, and then I thought they did it in Unreal. But the water was it was from Connect uh, Sports. <laughs> they took the code from that and made it better. So really, that that was the first I heard of that. Yeah, Connect Connect Sports walked so uh, Sea of Thieves could run. That's, that's right. I mean, we played the heck out of Connect Sports. Yeah, and you can very clearly tell that we both stopped. <laughs> <laughs> can they tell? I don't think they can tell. Well, I stood up on stream yesterday, so <laughs> that'll do it. That'll do it for sure. Yeah. That that kind of segues us into like the next little thing. Where I, like I said, it's not an official topic here, but I don't know if it's just me or maybe it's our generation or maybe it's you two. I don't know. I'm having a really hard time getting not impressed by games, but almost excited for games. And it's, and it's a mixture of the games that actually come out, finished or unfinished. And then, of course, you have all like the bureaucracy side of like, oh, we're going to delay the game, or hey, we got to rush the game for the loot boxes, and da 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 da. But I find games are just very hard to please me as an individual gamer now. I think my maybe my expectations are out of whack. I don't know. How do you feel about like games coming out these days? I've been disappointed so many times. I've learned not to be excited about anything anymore. Which is probably the most pessimistic it. way. <laughs> it's honest, though. Like, I, you know. Yeah, like, at this point, I wait until the game comes out, and if it looks all right, I buy it. Or, at this point, I just buy crappy indie games knowing that they're going to be crappy, as opposed to thinking something's going to be great, like AAA and stuff like that. Like, I used to pre-order all my games, and they used to be good. Now, I, I don't bother. Like, one of my favorite styles of games was the four-player co-op multiplayer game, either against some kind of AI, like a common enemy, or a different team, or against each other even, right? And But the problem is now, like, like back in the day, I, would, I only had original Xbox, and I had two games for a very long time. And these are the only two games I ever played. And I had no, there was no Xbox Live for me anyway. It was Knights of the Old Republic 1 and the original Star Wars Battlefront. And I would play those games over and over again. And I think it's because the lack of variety I had. I had no other choice when it came to games. Well, it's all you need, really. Like that <laughs> covers pretty essentials. much everything. <laughs> yeah. But now, are we, are we, am I too spoiled now where I just, some nights I sit down and I don't even know what I want to play and I have, Hundreds of games. Well, I've always had that problem. Even when I had good games to play, I I couldn't prioritize which one I felt like playing on that day. Like, I remember summer vacations, I'd be sitting in my room like, man, I'm bored. Because I just, I couldn't pick something to play. (laughs) And we'll find, like, the odd indie game to play, but then I'll play it too much. I'll overplay it, and I'll play, I'll play a hundred hours within a week, a week and a half. And then, like, people who have, you know, regular lives, regular jobs, they'll be like, hey, do you want to play this game? And I said, I'll be honest with you, I just played that game for a week straight. I don't want to play it. Yeah, I mean, 
It's kind of that. It's because these games like coming out like they have, like they'll come out with five maps. But to me, it's not enough. It gets boring. It gets repetition. Like there's not enough there. We're also at the weird point where like, and this is from like start at university to now pretty much where, it's either we have too much spare time and we burn through a game that is good to the point where like you're saying we don't want to play it, or we don't have enough time and we just get like an hour or two into a game and then stop and then by the time you go back or like get time there's three or four different games to play and i'm somehow in both yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right now. yeah yeah for sure like you know like like elden ring came out and people sunk like hundreds of hours into it. it just wasn't a game for me and uh so like i guess i missed the boat on that one but there's been no i want my elden ring you know, like I want a game that comes out that I can sink that kind of time into. Yeah, I think the problem is uh, the only way to avoid repetition is to have something with a story. And if you have something with a story, it's hard to monetize, so they don't really do it. Yeah, that's right. Like Halo, you can spend 15 hours just to play through the game once on one difficulty. Not getting all of the, like, skulls and everything else. And then you can do it again. But if you spend 30 hours on, like, five multiplayer maps with 10-minute rounds, you've played through each map so many times, you're pretty much done with it. No, that's right. What do you... Do you think Halo Infinite is dead now? I don't see it getting any bigger. I think it still has a fair, like, player base, but I don't think there's anything that they're going to be able to do that's going to basically be, like, a re-release almost, where, like, you see the big growth. It's not Battlefield uh, 6 dead, though. 2042. That game is completely toast. Let's, let's consult the data sheets here now. They got Halo Infinite on Steam. This is only Steam, mind you. Imagine a lot of people are playing. Yeah, so that's maybe half. Let's say that's half, right? All-time peak was about 250,000 on Steam. Let's say half a million people worldwide. Mm-hmm. Today, got about 6,000 people on Steam. So say 12,000 people worldwide. Right? Right. And Battlefield 2042... <laughs> gonna be bad it's it's even worse than that i can't even imagine trying to find it here now wow 2600 people on steam yeah how many people are playing battlefield 5 or 3 or 4 right now though that's the big oof because it's more like i'll open up steam charts here and do a little browsing battlefield battlefield 5 actually has less but not by much well, like the thirty-day averages are are what I am I looking at now, right? So, like Battlefield Five thirty-day average is over ten thousand people on Steam. The Battlefield twenty forty-two last thirty-day average was less than two thousand people. Like that's crazy. It dropped so fast. Insane. Battlefield Four, a game that came out when you were in high school, has almost as many. <laughs> Has as many people playing on Steam. Yep. 
Yeah, they really, uh, they screwed up when they skipped over five. They should have just kept going with it. Giving yeah. the people so what dead. they wanted. So Battlefield's dead. There's no way that they recover from that. I mean, 2042 is toast. Like, yeah, there's nothing else they're going to do. But, uh... Like, do you remember, like, when the original, uh, new Star Wars, like, the, uh, when EA had the license for Star Wars, and, uh, like, it was announced DICE was making new Battlefront things. All they had to do yeah, was yeah. reskin the original game, or... Well, no, they had to reskin Copy Battlefield 3. Battlefield 4. <laughs> or, yeah, whichever one was out at the time. They just had to reskin. That's all they had to do. And they took it in some stupid direction. And, I mean, it was still really popular. Like, can't really knock them. They they made a popular game. But that also started the whole loot box gambling fiasco and everything else. So, their intentions weren't really that good. No, I think I agree with what you texted me the other day. I think Guitar Hero was the peak of video game evolution. Yeah, I mean, I can't think of anything else that changed games as much as that did. Like, that was something completely different, and it got massive. Like, oh, it was huge. Everybody and their dog had a Guitar Hero controller. Like, it was just ridiculous. I, like, I remember going and to school and being like... Bon Jovi songs. I 100%ed living on a prayer on the expert difficulty. Or, yeah, was that the hardest one? I don't even remember. Whatever the hardest one was, I did living on a prayer 100%. And that took me so long. But felt so good. But I remember going to school. And people would be talking about, like, yeah, I did this song. I'm trying to eat a smarty quietly, and it's probably making <laughs> me sound really dumb. No, you're fine. But. You're fine. It's a smarty. You can only go up. But yeah, I'm, I could move to M&M's. It probably would have been easier. Um, But but yeah, I'm I remember... stay on brand here. Yeah, I remember going to school. And like even months after, say, Guitar Hero 3 came out, people would be like, man, I just did this song on this difficulty. I finally beat... Uh, like, I finally figured out, like, the guitar solo or something like that. Like, people just kept playing that game for such a long time. And there were so many songs, you could always just go back to it. And, like, nothing else has really come out with a a whole dedicated, its own controller type thing like that, either. What did we play? We played Rock Band. No. Or, no, we played Guitar Hero, and the other one was Rock Band. Yeah, Guitar Hero World Tour was the one that had... That was the first Guitar Hero that had the drums and the mic and the, the whole shebang. Because you would rock the drums, and I would rock your guitar. I would unsuccessfully try to drum. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we'd get about halfway through songs on medium. Because we were that was a kind of annoying thing with Guitar Hero. Like, I wish there was a way where you could play it and just not fail and not play it on easy. Like, let me play it on the third highest difficulty. But also, if I miss 10 notes in a ridiculously fast slash guitar solo, let me keep playing. Like, that that, mm. that was kind of frustrating, but... Now, if that was, like, in a modern-day arcade, or if that was a modern-day game, pay 99 cents and you can keep going. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you 
get a DLC that, or not DLC, uh, microtransaction item that like just slows down the the thing ever so slightly. Yeah, like a mobile game. Yeah. Oh yeah. There'd hundred percent be cosmetics for like what your person looked like, what the guitar looked like, what the background of the notes looked like. Mm. I mean, they did have probably DLC for, for songs, it. but I kind of get it because they have to pay for the licensing for it and stuff. But, but yeah, those were just like... That was when you could tell that they just cared about making good, fun video games and not just money. What a time to be alive. When did the original Guitar Hero launch? Was that like 2007? It was, it was pretty early. Game. It was like near the beginning of the 360 PS3 kind of time period. 2005 was the original Guitar Hero. Rock Band was probably a couple years later because it was around the same time as Guitar Hero 3. No, 4. There was even like Rock Band 4. Yeah, they pumped out a lot of rock bands, but I thought rock bands started a while after Guitar Hero, and then Guitar Hero made the drum set and stuff. Rock Band 2007, yeah. Yeah, a couple of years. Also on the 360. Yeah, it was all 360 and stuff. I still have two guitars, my drums. Like, it was a good package. You got, you got like, the pet, the pedestal seat for the drum kit, that thing was solid. Like, you can use that for whatever. You got the drumsticks that were just legitimate drumsticks. The mic is a legitimate USB microphone. It was a big box back in the day, though. Like, it was like a couple hundred dollar package, for yeah, sure. Yeah, I can't remember how much it was, but yeah. It was a big thing. I oh, really yeah, October wish... 28th, 07, baby. I really wish they uh, kept making them in like newer consoles so you could actually still use the guitar mm. or just make like a universal guitar that's just like a usb plug-in or whatever that can work USB on guitar. newer stuff and then they tried to make rock band where it was the guitar had strings and it would teach you how to play guitar but i don't think it ever really worked like, i don't know anyone that did no it, that. it, it didn't <laughs> Yeah, no, that's that's crazy. I'd rather, like I'd rather play just normal guitar than try to play rock band guitar. Yeah. But yeah I see was... the notes here. Sorry, keep going. I was just gonna say that was pretty much there was that, and then there was VR, and then VR just kind of sputtered out because for some reason most companies think people don't want to play VR, but the reality is people don't want to buy VR when there's no games for it. Out of every 10 people, how many people do you think would actually like actively play VR on the daily as much as they play like an Xbox or a PlayStation? Assu- I would say 4 to 10 people. Assuming there were like actual AAA games coming out at the same rate or just like current day? Mm, okay, let's say that there's games coming out just like Steam's pumping out games. I'd say probably half, 50, 55 out of 10 people would choose Is that VR. enough to like, to like motivate them though you know what i mean like even 50 50 percent of the people right i would think so i think you're a little biased (laughs) 
I'm How often do you, do you use your VR? Is it because of the lack of games? Um, yeah. There's really nothing to pick. Like, I... I have a few good ones that I go back and play, but for the most part, the games for VR are just... They're either really short, or they just look or play kind of poorly. I have three VR... I have three... VR games that I haven't even played yet and I've owned them for a better part of months and I just haven't had the motivation to put on the headset and play them one, one of those Medal of Honor <laughs> yeah still bought that but it's one of those things where you you don't play it and then one day you're like you know what? I'm, I'm just gonna play and then yeah, you're, you're right. playing VR games for a week and then you say okay I want a break and then it's the same thing again where it's like I I don't want to set this back up or I don't, I don't want to have to move, but when you're in that little, that little groove, they're fun. They are a lot of fun. Like when I'm all set up, ready to go, even in phasmophobia, when I'm set up, ready to go, have a few homies with me. That's a good time. That's a really good time. And then, you know, maybe an hour goes by and then it's like, I think I'd rather be sitting down at my desk doing this. (laughs) Yeah, like I'd like to. I'd like to have the full treadmill and everything else, like the, the, omnidirectional, like round treadmill things, so you can run in game and stuff too. Like, I'd like to have that, but I that I would never hundred percent only play that. Yeah, that's right. I like. I don't think it needs to be taken up a notch in regards to like, me physically doing things. I just think the quality of the game. Like, like you said, like the, the flicking and like the teleportation of like in the game, that does nothing for me. Like that takes me out. Like I never. Yeah. Really I mean, technically care. that's an accessibility thing for people like emotion sickness. But I mean, yeah, the first time I played VR, well, my own VR, I played Elite Dangerous. So I was flying in space and in space, there's no up and down. And you realize that very quickly in VR and your brain doesn't really get what's happening. I almost threw up the first two days that I played, but I kept playing, and now I don't get motion sickness and fear. Just got to push through. <laughs> so you're saying there's the people that can play VR and then the people that are just weak? Well, I think anyone can play it. You just have to get used to it, and some people choose not to. It it does make me, like, nausea, and I'm a guy who works on ships, so, like, it's a, definitely a different feeling, and the feeling is valid, 100%. Well, it's not natural at all. Yeah, your brain's being told by your eyes that you're moving and your legs that you're not. But so, what do you think VR has to do to like get over that? Like, how do we get VR? Like, pretend you and me are selling VRs. How do we get more people playing VR? Obviously, we got to make some better games. What else? Like, what what kind of game would you make? Like, what do we do? We have the technology. We just don't have a plan. What are you doing to get people to play VR? In well, I think what they need to do instead of having just niche indie games. A big company is to step up and not just like dip their feet in it like Medal of Honor tried to do, which I guess wasn't really a big company anymore either. Like no one had played Medal of Honor since 2008, maybe. They need to get like Call of Duty, just Call of Duty VR and not make that a separate offshoot piece of crap, like one level game. They need to make a full-on Call of Duty VR game. 
And you're going to get people like just Call of Duty people that are going to get that. If it's exactly the same experience as Call of Duty, if it looks the same as just a standard Call of Duty game, I, I think people are going to be like, huh, I'll try it. And then they try it and they're like, huh, VR is actually pretty good. It's not just garbage indie games with five pixels. Then I think it would work. But it's such a gamble that I don't think any company is actually going to do that. Yeah, that's right. Because like the company is... It's like the VR headsets, the people who make them are laughing either way because the companies go through all the work to make the games. Usually, like I know Meta is like, like Oculus is funding a lot of the games through their own platform. Yeah. But like, let's say Call of Duty went all out on the marketing and they made a game and they made Call of Duty VR and it wasn't just like a mobile spinoff. It was, it was great. It was better. It was the best VR multiplayer shooter that has been known to humankind. And they put it out there. Now they're now call it Activision's problem now. I guess Microsoft owns Activision now. Don't, <laughs> yeah. I didn't even really think about that. I guess Microsoft's problem now is that, like, okay, we can only sell this game to people who have VR headsets, or we have to somehow entice them with this game for them to buy VR headsets that we aren't even selling. Right? So, like, it's that that fear of that hurdle they have to get over, too, right? Well, I think micro, uh, yeah, Microsoft and Xbox. Phil Spencer's got to stop lying to himself, saying that people don't want VR. He has just outright said that so many times. People do not have interest in VR gaming. Tons of people have the PSVR. <laughs> like PSVR is super Yeah, what do you accessible. mean by tons? Do you think do you think like seventy percent of PlayStation users have a VR headset? Like the PSVR? I wouldn't say seventy percent because it I actually I don't know what the price is now, but I know at one point it was pretty expensive. But I would say But it's at enough at for them to 50%. innovate. Right, but it's enough. It like whatever the number is, it's enough for them to make a second one because they're coming out with a second, yeah, PlayStation VR. Right, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Still wired, basically same deal, different remotes. Right, maybe a better screen and yeah, the, the screen is usually the big upgrade for the headsets now, because like the tracking stuff, it's pretty much down. They've got it figured out. Like, I don't know what the answer is to that question because I have a VR headset. I think VR is cool. I brought VR, like, the Oculus, like, my, the little package, like, I just brought home the headset, the two remotes, and the charger, charged it at my parents' place, and didn't even need to be hooked up to the Wi-Fi. I already had a game installed and threw mom and dad into the, the VR headset, and they were having a blast. Now, they couldn't do it for very long or else they'd end up on their butt, but they had a yeah. blast with it, you know? Like, it, people just need to be introduced to it, you know? And I think that's half of their marketing as it is. Yeah, it's just, it feels like a gimmick, I think, to a lot of people. Like, it just feels like one of those things where it's like, oh, yeah, this is cool, but there's only one or two games, and it's not really Well, that's anywhere. all it is right now. It is a gimmick, right? You have, like, the cooking simulator that, you know, okay, you're baking a cake. I took right that on. for real-world reference, just in case. <laughs> 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 but, yeah, like, there's... Almost every game that's out there, you can make into VR or have a VR equivalent of. It's just how well you do it. It is kind of the trick. Like, well, that that's the trick, isn't it? That's where the money goes. Yeah, like even VTOL VR, it's an indie game, and you're you're a jet pilot basically. You can fly like four different jets in one helicopter, and every single button on the dash and dial and everything else you can just interact with with your hand and 
compare that to having to buy, like, the joystick, the throttle, the control panel, like, everything else that some of these people have to do. One, it's significantly cheaper, and two, I kind of think it's easier, because it's not, like, like, what you see on screen is what you're interacting with. It's not, okay, that button's there on the screen, where is it on mine, and stuff like that. I I think in the long run, if you, for simulation people especially, it's going to be cheaper if it's in VR too. And I think if they did that, they'd get a good chunk of people as well. But I think with those people specifically, like the hot-ass joystick, you know, they got the Thrustmaster and everything, I think they physically want to hold something. and They want to physically feel the control, just like you with the steering wheel, right? Why not just get a VR game that you just race and drive a truck in and you just like put your hand over hand on a steering wheel in the game, right? Yeah. You like to physically feel the steering wheel. I think, so I think it, there's an argument to the other side of it. it. It's kind of a mix for me. Like, yeah, I'd like to have the steering wheel, but I'd like to be able to like press a button in the car in, in VR. Like if I'm playing with the steering wheel in VR still, I can't see the steering wheel or any of the buttons on the steering wheel. I can I can find the steering wheel and know where that's at. But everything else I'd like to be able to interact with in VR. And same with flying, like the joystick would be nice to have because it auto centers and stuff. But all the other buttons, I'd rather just have it in VR. Hmm. Like, yeah, I don't know. VR is a tricky one for sure. Yeah, I still think it's you... it's the next step. But I mean, what would the what would any other step be? Exactly. Aside from what we're doing it right now. It has right? to go that way. Or stay the same. Like, there's nothing else it can do, and I think it should go down the VR path. Like, if they can make just, the headsets really... not super heavy, like, you, you, you're just putting on, like, a hat or something, and s- sit-down experiences, too, then you're laughing. Like, even if just you took Call of Duty and you made it so I could turn my head in a VR headset and still use the controller, I'd love it. Yeah, but how do you line up your your red dot with your eyes? You you look at the right? gun. <laughs> yeah, but, like, how do you bring the gun to your face? You know what I mean? Like, left trigger. Right? Left trigger brings it to the center of the screen, and you put your eye where, where it lines up. No matter where I'm looking? Dot. What? Like, I'm looking, like, top right. Do I hit left trigger, and then it swings my body around? Top right? No, you would still use the joystick to do body positioning, but, like, I could look over my shoulder. I could peek my head around a corner or something. Mm. Uh, I don't know. It'd be lots of R&D. Yes. I don't know. Problems, bigger problems than I could ever solve, that's for sure. Well, anyway, thank you so much for we're nearing the top of the hour here now. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode 10 of the Shameless Plug Podcast. I was joined today by TMT Coco. That's and I'm right. my sock 117. Hope you all have a wonderful week. If you have any suggestions for future topics, please throw them down in the comment section. Or if you're thinking about becoming a guest on the show, don't be afraid to put yourself in the comments as well. Or anything if you want to pay us Coco? to say anything, we can do that as well. If you need yes, advertising we can shamelessly space, plug. this is just a billboard. Really, we're just like, be like a mucho burrito executive. Like, hit us up. <laughs> yeah, if you anyway. if your next door neighbor's brother owns like a coffee store, 
coffee shop wants a little little extra little extra uh, exposure that's the word it's probably not, not sure. going to happen here but if you want to give us the money we'll do it we'll say it so yeah it's like <laughs> just say goodbye <laughs> money <laughs> no why <laughs> 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 but uh yeah thanks everyone we'll catch you next time hopefully for uh the next big milestone episode will do something not exactly the same as all of the previous episodes. No, that's right. Maybe I'll actually get a picture halfway through. If you're watching this as a VOD on YouTube or eventually. When we yeah. Maybe we'll actually get back Spotify on the other account. platforms that we started. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Until then, we really appreciate your support. Don't be afraid. Check out TMT Coco on Twitch or myself. If like my sock on Twitch. Thank you for joining us again this week. Tune in next week at some indiscriminate point in time next week you know the, the next episode yeah, yeah. of the shameless plug podcast have a good one everyone see you